Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I have conversations with people who are living life on their own terms. We dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears and self-limiting beliefs that hold so many of us back. Now, the modern life is a busy one. And more often than not, it feels like we're being pulled in all different directions. We're busy, but we don't feel like we're getting anything done. Often thinking, am I succeeding at work? Am I being the best parent? Am I a good partner? Am I simply good enough? My guest today, April Schluter, wants to take you on a journey to the cheerful mind. Because April was being pulled in all different directions, she was feeling overwhelmed and getting angry and frustrated and complaining when things didn't go the way that she wanted them to because she had put in so much effort and she was tired until something completely changed her mindset. April realized that being happy is actually one of the ingredients to be more productive. When she changed her thoughts on a situation, her productivity levels changed too. April and I dive deep into this notion of increased productivity through happiness, along with listening to our bodies, self-care, having a positive mindset, and that ridiculous guilt that we often put ourselves through. I completely agree with April when she says, have more fun while getting stuff done. And I really do hope that it is one of the lessons you take away from this lovely conversation with a beautiful and cheerful woman. I hope you enjoy my conversation with April Schluter. Hi, April. How are you? What is up? I'm so excited for this call. I am, I am <laughs> stoked to this call. I really am. And it, even though it's like early hours of the morning for me, and I know it's afternoon for you, I mm-hmm. am. I kind of like sprung out of bed for this chat because I, I just know how fun it really is going to be. But before we dive into that, I just want to know whereabouts in this beautiful world are you? I am in the north suburbs of Chicago um, here in the U.S. And it's... Uh... Getting warmer as as we speak. It's supposed to be, I think, 50 degrees Fahrenheit by the end of the day, and it, we woke up in 30 degree weather. So, 70s in this this weekend too. So that's exciting. Oh, happy day! So, like waking up in 30 degree weather, that's kind of like because I think like 36 Fahrenheit or 32 is zero. 32 is, is zero. zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, happy yeah. days. But so you, you really are a little bit of kind of a, a mixed bag of goods because you are the CFO over at the cheerfulmind.com and CFO stands for Chief Fun Officer, which I absolutely love. And you have just released your first book, Finding Success in Balance, My Journey to a Cheerful Mind, which I'm sure we are going to dive into uh later on in this podcast. But firstly, congratulations on your first book. What a huge achievement. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to just correct you really quick, even though I really liked your title because that sounds really great. I, I'm i the chief energy officer of the cheerful mind. So, but I'll take fun too. <laughs> <laughs> too funny. See, I think that just goes to show that fun is on my brain, that that's the way that yes. I wrote it. It's fun on my, fun is always on my brain too. So I, I'm totally fine with it. I should use that as a as a second title. <laughs> oh, too good. And I guess that actually leads into one of the things that I saw 
on your website that I that made me go, you know what? I am just going to love April. And it, it's when I saw a line that was "Have more fun, get stuff done," because I'm a I'm a massive believer in in having fun. And if you've got to get stuff done, then why don't we have fun doing it? And since we we are doing stuff all the time, we really should be having fun all the time. So let's kind of like start with that phrase, have the first part of that and have more fun. Mm-hmm. What role does fun play in your life? Um, I think that fun is overall, you know, that state of happiness. So I love things that make me laugh. I'll go to a stand-up comedy show any chance I can get or improv and all of those things. I have a tiny little bit of a theater background somewhere embedded in my life. And so, you know, things that really allow me to um, enjoy myself, things that make me happy. Um, Sometimes it's also things that make me scared, but then on the flip side of it, being able to say, wow, I just did that scary thing and I'm still alive. And, you know, having that that fun happiness and sense of accomplishment. So, um, you know, it really just, it's so hard to define fun, but I think it's just really doing things that I really want to do and not doing it based on some other agenda. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, that true um, owning who I am and and doing the things that I love. It's so true, actually, just doing things because you enjoy them and not doing them because... Like I need to necessarily achieve something. Yeah. Or like I need I need to do this because I need to make money or, you know, just just doing it because because you want to do it. So, yeah, no. it's all all that all about a feeling. Exactly. And now the other side of that that line get stuff done. And and I guess we all suffer from this from needing to get everything done. And we juggle so many balls and we're we're pulled in all different directions. But how have you seen fun being able to help you to get stuff done? Um, I, I would say that, you know, I'm by nature a really big planner. I like having things go the way that I want them to go. So a bit of a control freak in terms of how I spend my time and whatnot. Um, and there was a part where I was trying to do so many different things. I have a lot of different interests and wanting to do them all at the same time. Um, so I, I've, I'm a very logical person by nature. I have a very math and science brain. I can't remember if that's left or right. I can never keep track or remember. But um, I found myself in most of my life focusing on just how to do. And I'm really, really good at productivity. I'm really, really good at being organized and getting things done. But what I would notice is that sometimes I would over plan so much that when something didn't go my way, I started to get angry and frustrated and stressed. And that's the part where it becomes not fun. And I don't want to be in an angry place who nobody wants that. And so kind of realizing, okay, I can do all these things, but if it's leading me to stress or overwhelm, then it's not fun anymore. So anytime I get to a situation where I want, you know, or, or I'm starting to feel, you know, something's not fun when I'm doing something, I have to kind of stop myself and say, all right, this is just doesn't feel right. How do I make it more fun now? Um, and so doing that, you know, knowing that when we're in this stressful situation, we're not seeing the entire picture, we're 
focusing on the problem rather than the solution and all the the good things that might be surrounding the situation, um, it just it actually slows productivity. So as I started on my personal development journey, I realized that this whole concept of being happy is actually one of the ingredients to be more productive. And I never thought about that before. Never thought about it. And so um, that's kind of where this whole concept of have more fun while getting stuff done. It's taking the happiness and the productivity and bringing them together to make you even more productive. Um, you know, I, I've worked four, four or five different jobs in the span of 13 years and I left all that. And in the span of two years, I became a coach and an author. So just knowing how much my mindset has shifted me has been a game changer in terms of my productivity. So now it even seems like I'm, I'm getting even more done. And so that's what I'm kind of trying to help people realize and do because we all have so much stuff to do. But if we were more happy while we did it, we would get so much more done faster. So true. But your, your new book, Finding Success in Balance, My Journey to a Cheerful Mind, can you describe for me what life was like for you before your mind was so cheerful? Um, I complained a lot. That was something that I always hated about myself, but I've just felt like complaining was a release so that I could let go and just keep moving. And so, um, I like to call myself or to call my old self, a somewhat of a drama queen. Everything was always such a big deal. Uh, you know, oh my gosh, I spilled my coffee. My life is over. And it I would always go to that really negative space. Like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. You know, when am I going to find time someday? It, there's, I, I take a look back at some of my Facebook posts from, you know, 2011 to, or maybe even 20, 20, 2009 to 2012. This was, you know, the, the place where, I transitioned from being, you know, a very career-minded individual to a very career-minded parent. And, you know, obviously, and you know this, you know, when you introduce a new life into the world, it's a game changer. And we all, you know, the joy that comes with kids also brings this new sense of responsibility and shift in priorities. And so how was I going to continue to work at the capacity that I was at my job, which I'm, you know, I'm, I was a somewhat of a workaholic to then now having to take care of now two lives to, you know, and, and still do them all well. And it was a lot of pressure. And so I found myself, I wasn't working out. I, I, I barely had time to clean the house. I was, you know, using all of my money to pay for people to do the things that I couldn't do because I just had not enough time. I was neglecting my health, my nutrition, everything was going by the wayside. I probably neglected my children a lot more than I wanted to back then. Um, and it was devastating and kind of realizing that this wasn't the life that I wanted to live. I really care. I really value family and I wanted to have you know, I didn't want my children to say, mom, you were never around and, you know, you're always busy. And I knew that I needed to make a change. And so, you know, I think one of the things that I knew needed to stop was I needed to stop complaining because my life really, when I look back at it and all the things that I've done, I wasn't appreciating it. 
And it was sad because people, I think people look at me and some people have even told me that they're intimidated by, by me because of all the things that I've accomplished. Yet I'm sitting here looking at myself like I haven't done enough. I haven't done the thing. I I need to keep going because I'm not there yet. I'm not there, but I needed to take a look at my life with a little bit more gratitude and say, holy cow, I have done all of these things and I've done a whole lot of different things where some people in their lives maybe only accomplish one goal, but I've done a lot of a lot of stuff and I need to celebrate that. And so, you know, slowly as I've been going through this journey of just really looking at my accomplishments and and knowing that, you know, maybe I'm not the CEO of a company making, you know, millions of dollars, which I thought was my idea of success back then. But, you know, here I am, you know, always knowing that I've been a well-rounded individual. I love music. I love theater. I love comedy. I love sports. Oh my God, I love sports. Um, I'm super athletic. Um, I'm, I'm a tech nerd. I have all these interests and I am able to accomplish things in all of those areas. And that's not normal. And that's what makes me unique. So really just looking at my life in a different with a different lens, uh, a more cheerful lens. And yeah, it's it's been a game changer. And I think that people who've known me since I was little can really see how far I've come. And and that's a it's a it's a huge thing to kind of look in the mirror and have that honest conversation with yourself and have that awareness to go, hey, you know what, some of those things that have been happening in your life, they're they're your fault, you know, it's, it's time to change now. And I guess like, what, what are some of the things that you did to kind of turn those scales and, and create a bit of balance in your life? Or, or how did you, how did you go about like, pardon me, I've got a little bit of a croaky throat at the moment, but how did you go, this morning. how did you go about like changing, changing that mindset? Like you spoke about not complaining there, but were there, were there some kind of some exercises or tactics that you did to kind of really help you shift that mindset? Um, Well, I I will have to say, and this is not the way that I recommend people do it, but I let myself get to a point where I burned out and was miserable and let it affect my health. Um, And that was the only time that I realized I needed to make a change. So that's the unfortunate situation. So I have an autoimmune disease where every time um, that is on, that is basically enhanced every time I stress. So what's really interesting about my situation is that whenever I stress, my disease kicks in and that disease is like, I lose my hair. (laughs) So, um, and you know, it's a very, you know, visual thing. And it's, you know, it, I'm, I'm super, super thankful that it's not something worse that is, you know, super painful and, um, debilitating, but I almost have to really proactively practice happiness and positive mindset because if I don't, I will go bald. (laughs) So, um, you know, this isn't the way that it should be. I, I feel like, you know, and sometimes you have to, Get, get yourself to a very low point to realize that you need a change. And I, I don't, I don't say that I have the, the, the formula on how to, how to prevent that. But I think that the only thing that I can do as a person to help people um, bring awareness to it and help them maybe prevent themselves from getting to their, um, their bottom low point 
is to share my story. And so um, I think that if somebody, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, I'm not really happy, I'm not really fulfilled, something doesn't feel right. Um, it's your mind and your body telling you and giving, you know, basically giving you a signal. Um, and it was the signal that I ignored and said, you know, I'm stronger than this. I need to push through. Um, I'm, you know, I'm being selfish. I just need to, you know, I just need to push through it. And that is, that was, you know, the indicator, um, that I just kept on ignoring for a long time and got me to my point. So, so now, um, knowing that I've got something to hold me accountable (laughs) to making sure that I practice, uh, a very more positive mindset. Um, there's a lot of different things that I do. Um, one of the things that I don't think I ever did prior to this journey is focus on self-care. I'm, I coin myself as a perfectionist and an overgiver. So I always look, you know, I'm always trying to do things, you know, so that they look picture perfect or that's how I used to do things. Um, and I still have a little bit of that. It's hard to let go of that. Um, but um, the, the overgiving side of me where I always focused on everyone else before I focused on myself, um, that was another big cause of my stress. And, you know, it was at the end of the day, I spent all of my time trying to fill other people's cups because I love helping people. But when it came time for somebody to help me, there wasn't somebody that was there to do that in the way that I needed it. And so part of my journey and I kind of shared this in the book and this was one of the most important aha moments in terms of self-care and really changing my mindset was that, you know, if I could maybe take just a little chunk of all of that love that I give to other people and turn it back on to myself because I'm the only one who really truly knows what I need, how would that change my life? And so you know, starting to take vacations on my own away from my family just to just to recharge or allowing myself the time to go and get a manicure and a pedicure if I wanted to or, you know, eating the food that's not healthy, but doing it anyways, because it made me happy every once in a while doing things that made me happy, regardless of what everybody else said and how everybody else judged um, was a game changer. So now I don't necessarily need to depend so much on my friends and my family to support me because I am taking care of myself. And I know it's a hard thing for people to do, but man, you know, that, that whole kind of concept of like happy wife, happy life. It's there, there's this, there's this piece where I talk with my husband about, you know, just, I need you to give me the space. I need you to watch the kids. And I, I don't feel guilt about it because I know that if I have that time to rest and relax, then I can come back to my kids and give them even better quality um, time and and really be there instead of just, you know, partially just being there but not super present. Mm. So it's it's yeah. it's, in, it's interesting you, you brought up there the, the word guilt. And I think that is it's something that kind of it sneaks in often when when kids come because we all do want to be 
those great parents that are doing things all the time and, and, and putting our kids first and all that kind of stuff. And then you've got all of those other things that were happening in your life that were, you were already doing to capacity anyway. And then that, Mm -hmm. so you, you do start kind of sacrificing your own time. And I see it all the time, especially with mothers. And there is this, this guilt that they, they can't kind of go out and do those other things that they used to do because of, of the family that they're, they're, you know, they're, they're the backbone of and it's it's mm-hmm. so true that once you kind of go you know what i've got to take away that guilt and that guilt that guilt doesn't need to be there and i i am going to go out and do things for myself it's amazing how brighter not only your life it it makes but but every other life that you you're actually trying to improve yourself exactly and and i think that when you look at when when you're when you're tired or you're hungry, you kind of get grumpy and angry, right? And, you know, the whole concept of law of attraction where, you know, the, the people that you surround yourself with and, you know, depending on, on their energies, they attract like energy. So if you're putting out all this negativity and anger, you're just going to be met with more um, negativity and anger. And, you know, that was another aha moment for me. I, I, you know, law of attraction. I'm I'm not really a woo-woo person, so I'll just say that. But, you know, some of these concepts that are in the personal development space, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. But then when I could actually practice it and see the difference, you know, I had a really good friend of mine ask me, I, I never used to like to make eye contact and I never really, um, I just never, I would always look down because I was always, always protecting myself and paranoid that something was going to happen to me and in this protective space. And one of my friends challenged me to just start smiling at people, even though that was super, super awkward. Um, but I did it. And then just seeing people smile back at me and I'm like, this is interesting. So I started doing it more. I started having conversations with strangers and just, it, it was amazing to see how their energy was impacting me. And so I've definitely gone through a process of, you know, surrounding myself with um, wonderful, like-minded people who really build me up. And, you know, it's opening the doors to all these other people who I didn't even know existed. And I mean, that's how we met, right? Um, Jeff Sanquist, I met through another person, Mike Vardy, who, you know, I just met all th- through this crazy circle. And I've got all of these people surrounding me now that I absolutely love. It's, you know, there's no drama, which is what I've always wanted in my life. And, uh, you know, there's some drama, but, you know, it's, for the, for the bulk of my day, I'm just extremely happy because I'm making conscious choices about who I'm spending time with and where I'm putting my energy. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to, to get to this point. Cause I know that especially in the U S right now, there's a lot of people that are, you know, there's a lot of angry energy and negative energy in, in the air. And, you know, how do you, how do you get yourself past that is, is a challenge, but, um, it's it's something you really have to work at, and you and you talk about working at things, and and you mentioned there about conscious choice, and and earlier on we were speaking about awareness, and you know at the end of the day they're all very similar things, and how do you kind of go about to really make that conscious choice? How do you how do you go through your day to go? You know what this is this is how I'm going. You know not not your routine as such, but how do you mindfully go about your day in, in those areas? Um, I think one of the, one of the big things, and, and, you know, we talked about this earlier about the, my whole tagline of having more fun while getting stuff done. Um, when I realized what my 
life priorities were and what my values were. Um, so, you know, they're fun accomplishment, um, you know, other things like family connection, relationships, all of those things are really important to me. But as soon as I identified very, very clearly what things light me up and what things make me happy, the choices that I make have to be in alignment with that. So um, if I am accomplishing something, if something that I choose to do helps me toward a common goal, then I will say yes to it. If it doesn't, then I say no. Um, and so I, I use my values to drive the decisions that I make. And it, it makes it makes things really easy because I think I used to be very undecided before if you know I couldn't even tell you where we should eat for dinner because I'm like, well, I don't know because we could do this and that and this and that. But now if I say, you know, I'm hungry, I need, I need to take my friend out to, to eat. So let's go eat together. It's very easy to think about, okay, we want somewhere where it's going to be quiet so that we can have real conversation. I want, you know, something that's not that expensive, you know, so for whatever reason, I want something that's in the area or, you know, this person lives in the city. So let's meet somewhere halfway it's a lot easier to narrow things down. So, you know, getting really clear on the priorities in any decision makes the decision a lot easier. And because I can make decisions faster, I can do more things faster. Mm. So yeah, it's, it all comes back to this, this whole, how do you get more stuff done? And, and like you, you spoke about values there and mm -hmm. this might not be a simple question, but like, okay. how did you go about finding your values? Cause I feel that deep down, kind of people know them but they, they they sometimes can't articulate them or or mm -hmm. they're not at the forefront of of the things that they do and mm -hmm. and so in a sense they kind of they, they kind of go through this mirandering of of days because there's not this I guess this north star kind of guiding them along the way but so how did you how did you come about to I guess articulate and and discover your values? Um, there was a, in my coaching, coach training, we, we went through this long process, which, you know, it's, it, it was a combination of, you know, asking other people or first asking ourselves what we thought our strengths were and the things that really lit us up and all of that. And then asking other people, what do you think I'm really good at? And, and all that. And I think there was another piece of there was an activity where you had to just kind of look at words and see how they resonated with you. And there was another exercise. So there was a lot of different things that I went through personally to identify values, but at the, you know, for the, the easiest way to, that I think, um, I should do it. And it's, it's funny cause I, I definitely shared this in my book and pretty much a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today, I'm, I'm pulling directly from the book, which is, which is great. Um, is first think about a time where, you were an absolute bliss. Um, what was happening in that situation and what about that situation um, made it, um, made you happy? And so you kind of pull out, if I use an example, like I love, you know, today I spent all day in, in phone conversations, video conversations, podcast interviews, and I was just talking the whole time. And what I loved about it was that I could be able to express myself and connect with people and I got to share my message and um, I just, you know, I was sitting in my office, but I got, you know, I actually got to interact with somebody. So, you know, there's connection and, 
you know, fun and laughing and all of these things that I value. And so just kind of pulling out the, the words and of the feelings that you have when you're valuing them. Um, so yeah, connection is a big one for me. Um, then you can take it on the flip side and say, you know, what's a time that really pissed you off and made you angry and what was it about that situation? You know, so taking the situation and looking at, you know, what was it that triggered you? Um, so if I had a scenario where somebody um, attacked me for something that I did that I didn't really do and I was upset because I felt like they didn't understand me and they don't know the whole story. Um, they're making, you know, judgments without coming to a conclusion. They're not being open-minded about the possibility that they're interpreting the situation differently. So, you know, there's transparency in there. There's, um, you know, communication is important. So figuring out the thing that lights you up the most and the thing that pisses you off the most or any of those sort of situations, you can pull out some of those values. And then to take, to, to take that to the next step, I mean, there's values can change, right? I mean, some things that we don't even think about, like one of my other values is stability, right? And I'm in a place right now where I'm in a good financially stable situation. I'm happy there. I don't think about it as much because it's stable. But if, you know, my husband were to lose his job or if, you know, something like we lost our house in a fire, that would change my values or or it would actually bring my values to the surface. So you can have a lot of different values. There are some that might um, have more drivers than others, but it can also shift from year to year. So this year, one of my big themes and values I want to focus on is connection. So I'm talking to a lot of different people. And, um, and that was something that I didn't do last year. Last year, I was in you know, book writing mode and business building mode. And I sat behind my computer all day, every day by myself. And that wasn't fun. It was very, very lonely. And I knew I needed to change. So this year, I'm talking to, you know, five people a day, sometimes I'm, I'm getting out and interacting with people. So um, that's how I'm trying to honor my values a little bit more. And, you know, next year, it might be something else. So um, just knowing that things can shift and change as your situation changes, but really understanding what you feel you're missing and trying to pull that in so that you can be more, you know, fulfilled and happy and and using that as as your driver. I don't know if that no. answers your question. hundred percent. <laughs> and, and I think, again, it really just comes back to that. What, you know, seems to be a, a lot of the topic here today is, is that awareness, like kind of if it's not working for you, then like, how do we change things a little bit and, and kind of work into a different direction. One of the big yeah. things that that has been a, a really big game changer for me over the last few years has been, I wanted to say my ability of kind of to stop wanting more. I don't think it's that. It's, it's more around you know, living more with less. So I've, mm -hmm. I've purged a lot out of my life and not just the belongings, a lot of maybe those ingrained thoughts that I had about needing to climb a corporate ladder about yes. that my business card is a resemblance of who I am and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. which, which really started off from, from getting the clutter out of my life. But when we seem to always want more and strive for more, I feel that's often where that, you know, things can become unbalanced 
because yeah. like we, we, you know, I want that and then I want that. And, and once you get it, then you want something more. And there's this, we're continuously chasing that, that finishing line that, that this imaginary finishing line that's just not there. You know, mm-hmm. how do you tackle that desire of, of wanting more or, or wanting the, the latest without kind of throwing off the scales of, of balance? Um, I think, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. It's like, there's like a fine line between, you know, having goals that, you know, are big and, and wanting to pursue them. I think that, you know, I champion anybody who dreams big. I think that that's one thing that I never used to do. And now I'm seeing myself do it more and more. Um, but in terms of trying to, you know, want more and then, um, trying to accomplish it, it doesn't, it really depends on what it is that you want to accomplish. And, if it is, you know, going back to the values thing, is it really in line with what you want? You know, I've, I have always wanted to have, you know, a really, really successful career. And in my past, it was always driven by I needed to make X amount of dollars. And, you know, when you're chasing that dream, there's, there's certain things you might need to sacrifice in order to get there. Um, Maybe you might not have to, but so, sometimes you might need to do certain things. So it's making the right choices and, and kind of balancing and juggling all the different priorities that you have in your life and and knowing that, you know, if you do want more, is it truly what you want? Because I think sometimes we say we want to do things, but they're either just to impress somebody else or, or you know, to, to establish some sort of credibility or status. Um, that maybe isn't really even necessary. Um, so really just understanding who you are and what your definition of success, I know that you've talked about that, um, and, and going for that. And it doesn't need to be this grandiose having all the things. And, you know, if you do want all, you know, if you do like nice things, and there's ob- obviously absolutely nothing wrong with that, and that might just be what you value. But if you're, you know, if you're the type of person who really values a, a, a simple, positive, meaningful life, you have to detach yourself from some of the things that society is telling you that you need and listen to yourself a little bit more. I think that's another big revelation that I've realized where I'm, I was always wanting things because other people, I was, I was focused on what other people would how that would change their thought of me. And when I started doing things that were the things that I wanted to do, it really didn't matter. And then I was seeing all these other opportunities that would have never come, um, you know, and they're, they're still happening anyways, and it's happening organically. So that's, that's one of the, the cool things about living authentically and, and chasing after, you know, living life your way instead of being defined by everybody else. And so, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know where I, I might have gone in a different direction <laughs> with that question, but <laughs> no, I, I think it's so true. We, we often, and I guess it comes back to kind of being on autopilot. We often go through life on an autopilot because that was the way that we were kind of programmed maybe when we were younger and, you know, Hey, we have to go out there and achieve this and do that. And, and our, that picture of success was kind of painted in a different way than, then what we once we kind of are on that journey ourselves we're like hold on this is a little bit different maybe maybe i can do different things and the world changes as well you know you and i are able to have 
a, a radio-like conversation from other corners of the globe, you know, but, you know, technology mm-hmm. has allowed us to do that. Um, but another thing that you, you really kind of talk about is, is kind of being able to like love that career that you, that you, you're doing and, and to, to grow strong whilst also kind of maintaining healthy relationships. And when we kind of, I guess, look at that, that work life balance, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, the things that we do from that nine to five and then kind of everything outside of that. And sometimes those things are getting getting pulled in, in different directions. And I guess for you right now, you've got your book launch. And so there's a lot of, I guess, additional work that kind of goes on top of that. But that that base level family needs and the base level of your work that's kind of going, that, that doesn't change. So in those times when we get this extra spurt of things that we need to do whether that be on the work side or we have a child who is sick and we know that any parent knows that a sick child just kind of throws out every routine how do Mm -hmm. you how do you kind of go through the day without becoming a wreck at the end of it yeah absolutely I you know this is funny because earlier this week I was I have had a really, really busy week. And a, a couple nights ago, I my mind was spinning so much that I was really, really tired and I knew I needed sleep and I I just couldn't. So I just decided to work. And, you know, lo and behold, it was 4.30 in the morning when I finally went to bed and woke up a couple hours later. And so, you know, every day is different. You know, I think that the the goal of trying to set good boundaries is really, really important because, you know, life will bleed into everything, you know, anything that you do in your career will impact what you do at home and vice versa. And, um, you know, some of the boundaries that I've set for myself lately, and it's not perfect. It's, you know, I I strive for it and it's not always ideal, but I, I try to practice as much as possible is trying to create this space where I have time to really focus on my business. So that's whenever my kids are at school, but then really trying to turn off work when they're home. And now obviously in things like book launches or or big projects that are going live and all of those things, you know, my husband's actually in the middle of starting a very new job where he has a lot of work to do and he's been working crazy. And so you know, we're seeing communication breakdowns, the kids are, we were kind of trying to pass the kids off to do certain things while we try to inch out and get some other work done. And this is a phase and it's not ideal, but we know that this is what needs to happen. I wasn't expecting him to get a new job while I was launching my book. And so we're a little bit tired, but you know, at the end of the day, our kids are really, really important. And so I am trying to be more gentle with myself thinking about, you know, my husband's got this job. He, a lot of people are depending on him and I'm in a job where I run the show. So I have a little bit more flexibility. And so being gentle with myself and knowing that, you know, my book is launched and not, you know, because I'm not necessarily executing the plans that I had in my head because I have to spend more time with my children is just going to be the way it's going to be because my children are important to me and my book is out there and I've, I've made conscious choices knowing that I very much value work-life balance and I don't want to stress myself out over my job when this is 
the career that I've created. And so being able to walk the talk of saying, you know, at the end of the day, what are my biggest priorities? It all comes back to the values. You know, my family is important to me and I need to be there for them. And so I have to choose between my career and my, you know, my family sometimes. But at the same time, um, there are other ways that I can still try to have both. And if I have the right, you know, team to support me, or if, you know, if I can find other ways where I can create more space to be with my kids and my husband and my dog, um, that will, that will actually make my life more rich and make me appreciate my job more. And, um, Mm. you know, I know that, you know, it's this whole concept of life is not a sprint. It's a marathon, right? So, um, really just being patient and not feeling like I always have to go, 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 even though I have that generally ingrained in my, in my makeup, in my, in my, in my, my core. Uh, but yeah, just allowing myself to, to be forgiving and say, you know, it, it doesn't have to be this way. And that's where the recovering perfectionist comes in and saying, I don't have to do it all. And it's going to get done no matter what. And it doesn't need to look like something because I'm the one creating it. And you said a great word, gentle. And I think that is, that is so true. Like sometimes when things are getting crazy busy and things might not be working out the way that we had planned them in our head because of things that are out of our control is to actually just be a little bit gentle because sometimes you want to fight those forces and go, no, Mm -hmm. it can't be like that. And no, I've got to keep this the same. But that word, when you were saying that, I was just like, that is, that is the perfect word just to be, gentle so i think on that note i think we should really wrap up here because i think that that is a a, a beautiful note but i have one final question that i ask all of my guests and that's if you could please describe your perfect day yes i've been listening to some of your other episodes of you know all of my other friends who you've interviewed you know gary and jeff and anthony and all that and it's it's great so i was thinking about this question and i think the first thing that came to mind when I was trying to answer this and prepare on what I was going to say is I think I'd want to have eight hours of sleep. Um, I'd want to wake up, go to the, you know, go and work out, um, come home. And I'm, I'm almost trying to describe my, my normal day that I've been trying to work on. Um, I come home, my kids are getting ready for school. My husband is helping, you know, get the kids ready while I'm taking a shower after the gym Um, dropping my kids off at school and then coming home and working a really great, you know, eight hour day or however long until my kids come home, Um, you know, having at least one or two connections with somebody at some point, whether it be a client or a prospective client or somebody who I'm collaborating with. Um, And then, you know, going to pick up my kids, uh, hopefully cooking dinner (laughs) doesn't happen all the time, but yeah, cooking a nice dinner and sitting at the dinner table with all of the family together and talking about the day and then just getting ready for bed and doing it again the next day. So, yeah. Sounds pretty perfect. <laughs> and very and very Absolutely. achievable. I'm sure there are, yes. I'm sure that there there are those days in your life that you are definitely living. But April, I just want to say a massive thank you. It's been a real joy for me even leading up to this podcast interview. Um, over the emails that we've had, I just mm-hmm. know that you are you are a really genuine 
nice, fun person. And I just knew that I was really going to enjoy the moment that our paths cross. And, I, and I'm so glad that they have. And, and I just love the work that you're doing of, of really injecting fun into people's lives. But if people do want to reach out to you, um, maybe follow your journey or if they've got a few questions and obviously purchase the book, what's the best way for them to do that? Yes, absolutely. And I just want to really quickly say, you know, thank you so much for this. This has been an amazing conversation. I absolutely love meeting people and especially all the way across the globe. I actually was in Melbourne when I was a consultant um, in 2003. So that I'm like, I need to get back there for not work reasons. Um, but yeah, so everybody can uh, find me. My website is www.thecheerfulmind.com. I'm on social media, so like Twitter, The Cheerful Mind, or Instagram, or whatever. I'm on Facebook. That's probably my social media platform of choice. Um, my book is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com and you know, I think a bunch of other online sellers as of now. And so the, again, the book is called finding success in balance, my journey to the cheerful mind. And yeah, I think that that covers all of it. Happy days. Well, I will definitely make sure that all of those are in the show notes over at liveimmediately.com. Now, is there anything that I've missed out on that you want to say before we say our goodbyes? Um, no, I think, I think it's great. And again, thank you so much for, for giving me this opportunity. I'm so glad we were able to connect. I Love with the work that you're doing as well. Oh, thank you very much. You're very kind. And, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.